happened? What are you talking hello, about? Hello, hello. Check, check. Check, check, check. Check, one, two. Check, check. 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 Paul, check. <laughs> Paul, check. Check, one, two. Check. Paul, check. check. Paul, check, one, two. Hello. Paul, check, one, two. There we go. Check, check. All right, now we're rolling. All right, we'll just let that roll. Okay. We'll start these cameras and we'll fucking do this shit. <laughs> oh, dude, this is like Clips. Oh. City? This is Clips. Clip City. City, dog. Clip City. Hello? I mean, dude, three angles, it doesn't get much more fucking professional. You're pretty fucking pro here, bro. We're killing it. <laughs> All right. All right. Boom, we're back at it. Back. Round four. <laughs> uh, Evan and I just held a pretty awesome event. Yeah, dude, it was great. Here in great Venice. Time. It was kind of a last minute thing, and uh, we put a little thing on Instagram, and we were like, hey, we're going to meet up. We're going to hang out. We didn't have any plan. Nothing. We didn't know what it was going to look like. Um, but, I mean, how many people came? A good 15, 20 people 15 came? 15 peeps, 20 peeps. Yeah. And uh, everybody really connected. And it was cool. It was great. It was awesome. Awesome time, dude. Happy awesome we did it. Time. Some of them Me are still too. hanging out back here. And yeah. We're at the iSpire office here yes. in Venice, California. Dope spot. Big shout out to iSpire. Big shout out to iSpire. Love these guys. They've got an incredible office here on Abbott Kinney, right in the heart of the hard bullet here. Heart of the Matrix. Right in the <laughs> middle of the Matrix. That's what I was thinking. I was like, dude, first Soul of Jarrett event. Right in the middle of the fucking Matrix. Right in the middle. I mean, we walked down to Venice Beach. I'm like, this is a fucking circus. Uh, yeah, it's a trip, dude. This is wild. And then and then Eb goes, well, people think that they're coming here and getting out of the Matrix. And I'm like, oh, god damn, it's just a change of scenery. This is Yeah, this, this is the ultimate Matrix. Down full here. on. It's interesting how that's happened. Um, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's super interesting. But thank you to iSpire. Yes. Super dope. Great experience. Love these guys so much. Great office. Great artwork in the back. All kinds of fun stuff. Yeah, I always say every time I come here, I've been here a few times, and I'm like, if I was ever going to work somewhere, if I was going to live in L.A. and have a job, this is where I would fucking work. Totally, dude. It's the best. It's the best. People are in there just hanging, doing their thing. It's great vibe. Yeah. Anywho, shout out iSpire. Shout out iSpire. Um, you got another shout out to do. I do. I do. I have a big announcement. Um, and I guess I could I could announce it here on this podcast. First, I've, I've partnered up with somebody partnered up with Malama Mushrooms. They are a medicinal mushroom company based on the Big Island, which, as the people watching may know, the Big Island is very near and dear to my heart. It's super in alignment. Long story short, we were kind of talking about earlier. I don't know if you guys saw 
I had this video just go crazy viral in the mushroom community. I'm sure Paul Stamets watched it many times and planned out his response. I mean, everybody was tagging Paul. Um, Mudwater and and Four Sigmatic and Malama Mushrooms are all going at each other in my fucking comment section. It was a trip. It was a trip. But it was a life-changing day. I ended up linking up with Malama Mushrooms. It is super in alignment with me. And this is my first podcast sponsor. So this episode right here, like this is like just like an introduction. Like this isn't like the very first official episode, I guess we'd say. But I'm letting everybody know this is super in alignment with me. I super believe in it. I I bought their product before, you know, that's how it happened. I bought it, loved it, mentioned them in a video. Video goes viral. They're commenting, yo, thank you for the mention. Because I have like 120,000 TikTok followers. They have like a 700. So they're like stoked. Dope. You know, they're stoked. Super and they're happy dope. to work with me. So it's cool. And that's the kind of partnership I wanted. I wanted something that felt good. You know, if I was going to do this, it had to feel good. Like we were talking about on the beach. You know. It's got to be in alignment. 100%. Energetically. Sensorily. Yes. Fuck the rational, logical idea of what you think it's supposed to be. It's got to feel right in your body. Mm-hmm. It has to feel right in your body. I think the mind is super necessary. I was thinking about this the other day because, especially me and my own journey, I've definitely gone very heavy into get out of your mind and into your heart Mm. which i think is necessary as it pertains to following your destiny path your divine purpose Mm. but the mind is a magnificently powerful tool Mm. an asset the mind is infinite the mind is an infinite piece of machinery or piece of software really Mm. the problem is the head the head and the programming of the head so you have to rewire the programming of the software Mm -hmm. before you can start to utilize it as that asset that it was Mm. built to be yeah we don't realize it we talk about it so much but throughout your life and throughout your life i'm working on erasing but from my vocabulary because anything you say before but gets erased in your mind exactly and we don't realize how much of our programming gets unconsciously input through our parents family teachers educational system the culture We're constantly bombarded by advertising and marketing that's feeding us these signals that we are not whole and complete or good enough without Mm. X, Y, or Z. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, that's complete nonsense. You don't need anything to be validated in your self-worth or to be worthy of love or to be good enough for anything in life. You are perfect just the way you are. But it takes a lot of time to unravel that programming to get back to the base fundamental fact that you are perfect Mm. just as you are that's a tough one for people to accept 
Big time. When I say shit like that, people are like, <laughs> I put that on, you know, TikTok. I'm like, you're perfect. Like, own it. Own who you are. You're perfect. You know, and people are, that's the feedback is like, no, I'm not. And, and a lot of people are the Christian programming so hard. So people are like, oh, just wait, thinking you're perfect. Jesus is going to strike you down. <laughs> Jesus is going to come and show you that we are flawed. And he that, is? <laughs> yes. That's, dude, that's what people say. No, and but I'm asking. I'm, I know. He is. I know. He is? Really? I, I, I don't think that was his message, though. <laughs> I know. And then I say that, and then they get super triggered, and then the next thing you know, I'm this, like, anti-Christ yeah. poster Read child. Read the Bible, bro. Oh, my God. I get that so much. Give your life over to Christ. What does that mean? I'm just curious. What does that mean? I feel as, I feel as though Jesus was a beacon of showing us what is possible mm. through love. That was what Jesus came here to do. He mm. showed us what was possible. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about this last night. Because we are truly, I see it more and more every day with everything you're doing, with how I feel about my own life and what I'm putting into the world and what I see in a lot of different places. The monk on the mountaintop in the temple, that was super useful to show us where the edge is. Mm -hmm. It's important for us to know where the edge is. Go to the edge, look over the cliff, see the abyss, see what's possible, see where we can go, how far it can go, what happens when you take it all the way to the edge, you clear out all the distractions, <coughs> you're in the cave, you're in the temple, meditating for 12 hours a day, and you come into crystalline enlightenment. That's not useful for the everyday American. Mm -hmm. It's not even possible for right. the everyday American. So how do we bring spirituality, self-realization into a modern day, perhaps even capitalistic paradigm? Mm -hmm. It's possible. Yes. It's totally possible. Yep. And it's profound. Mm -hmm. And how do you meld the two? Mm -hmm. Following your heart, following your instincts, aligning yourself with your divine truth. And you do that through, in my, in my experience, you do that through cultivating. First of all, you have to have a disciplined practice. Mm -hmm. You have to have a routine, a regiment of how you keep this thing this vessel mm. clean and clear exercise eating the right food drinking plenty of water meditation mindfulness practices learning how to breathe properly and then slowly but surely you start to align yourself with divinity with your divine truth with joy with light mm. and you and in that, aligning yourself with that, anything that doesn't come into alignment with that just inevitably falls away. Yes. Maybe it looks really ugly at first. And there's a lot of blood and yep. shit and chaos and it's fucked up. A lot of death. A lot of death. 
That's the only way to make space for the truth of your destiny to unfold in front of you. No? Yep. We're in that right now. We're totally in that. Yeah. You know, and you're doing it with your family, dude. And like, and I see that more and more because there's been this very old masculine paradigm that's killing men of how many women can I have sex with? How much money can I make to prove my worth? to validate myself as a man. Mm -hmm. And none of that has anything to do with being a man. None of that exactly. has anything to do with masculinity. Yeah. You know? Being a true king, being a king, Tell being him. in your fucking divine masculine. Tell him what it is. <laughs> Tell him what it is, motherfucker. <laughs> it's truly about care protection setting boundaries being in integrity yes fucking integrity is integrity it. dude yeah i think that's the the trait that's the ultimate that's the trait. ultimate yeah yeah and what does that look like what does that mean you know right being in integrity i think that means like what we were talking about on the beach Following the inner guide. Following the inner guide. No matter what, because it's not going to look logical to you or anyone else around you. But sometimes you have to just make decisions. And it's, and it's a very clear decision. Like, I'm doing this. Everybody wants to go do their thing. Everybody wants to start a podcast. Everybody wants to go travel. They want to go do these things. But it's, you have to make a fucking decision. And everybody wants, it's like, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You have to make it like I'm doing this because if you don't have if you don't make a clear decision, if you're OK, I'll try this. The first time somebody fucking says, oh, that's stupid. Or the first time money comes in to persuade you, you're going to fold like a cheap fucking chair. If you don't make an energetic decision, this is <laughs> going off on a tangent. No, you're right. What dude. you were saying. No, you're right. But like. The integrity, I think what at stepping into my actual masculine, what I feel is true masculinity, kind of like, you know, I had to, I feel like I unlearned a lot of shit and then I became like very feminine in my approach uh -huh. and then like coming back full circle. Um, well, a king is the embodiment of the divine feminine and the divine masculine in one vessel. That's yes. the true king shit. Yes. Yeah. And I, I think that's what I, you know, I lived in the feminine for a long time. And then um, the, the masculine got brought out because of, you know, the universe pushing me in certain mm -hmm. ways. Like, hey, like step up, make it happen. Um, but I think that is like the biggest trait for me that has been life changing is like it's because when I look back at my life as a younger person, I'm like, I wasn't that integral. You know, like, could I keep a secret? No, no. I was a fucking loud mouth. Yeah. You know, was I was I wasn't in integ Was I texting multiple chicks? Tell them I was. Yeah. You know, in high school or whatever. It's like I wasn't integral yeah. at that time. And sh that shift, you know, that I, I've been, you know, I kind of made that decision a few years ago. Like, hey, like, I don't care what it costs me. I don't care what anybody else has to say. I don't care how badly things look. I'm not steering off course for anything. If I can't go to sleep at night, if I can't do a meditation before bed and feel fucking good about it. You know, if I if there's anything in the way and that comes with taking a real honest look at yourself. Yeah, it's easy to lie to ourselves. Super easy to create this false illusion 
that isn't based in reality. Well, the pain of living a false life becomes too great. Exactly. That's when you have to, you're forced into your integrity. Exactly. When you're lying awake at night, spinning over all the shit you've done and the chaos you've created, the havoc you've wreaked, the damage you've caused, when you're lying awake at night and you can't sleep because of that, you will one day be forced to look at yourself in the mirror yeah. and make a change. It's just how it goes. Or you don't and you die of a heart attack, you develop cancer, you kill yourself. All sorts of things happen that force you, that are the result of you not acknowledging the truth of your life. Mm. You know? I mean, that's what it was for me. I had to come into integrity because I couldn't stand to look at myself in the mirror anymore. Yeah. Same for me. You know, I, I had... What a blessing. Right. I mean, dude, I was in a spot where it was like, man, like, your father... You know, my first kid at 18, you know, that's a whole different situation. That's a whole, you know, thing in itself. But then I was like, okay you're not fully responsible for her. You know what I mean? Like financially and all this stuff, you know, there's other people involved. But with this one, it's all on you, buddy. Mm. It's all on me. <laughs> it's like Mackenzie was the breadwinner of our relationship for the first year. Mm. I was just this creative bum. And uh, <laughs> you can ask her, she'll be like, I just trusted that he was going to make something happen. She believed in me. <laughs> And I just literally smoked weed all day and made music and like just completely was not in the world at all. I didn't make any money. I did, I had not, you know, it was just, I was in pure feminine creative mode. And she was like just pulling, she was Instacarting all day, you know, making it happen. And then one day I had, I, it got to that point where I had to look in the mirror and I was like, I can't go on another fucking day like this. We actually had a crazy thing. She was in Colorado and I was here and she called me and went fucking off. And you know how sweet she is. Yeah. She went off. And she was like, dude, if you can't get it together, I'm going to have to move to California and move live with my mom and raise this baby. And that was it. Because it was like we didn't have a house yeah. and I had nothing. I had no income coming in, bro. <laughs> it was like, bro, you, I was like, she, it was basically like, hey, if we, we don't have a place to live in two months, like as much as I love you. We can't be, you know, I got to move in with my mom and raise this baby and you're going to have to figure Whoa. yourself out. And the next thing you know, I got, you know, Mike was my client the next week. Wow. Seriously. Because I, I made a fucking decision and mm. I went in. Mm. I, I, dude, I, I drove my ass to fucking Cleveland and I door dashed from day until night. And while I was sitting in the Chipotle parking lot waiting for orders, I was editing videos and DMing them to Mike and all these other people that ended up becoming my clients. And I was like, F I can't go another day putting this shit off. And I fucking went all in. And like in a matter of a week, I gained, you know, all these clients. I mean, me and you linked up in January. I started the business in November. You know, you wow. were like one of my first clients too. It was then? Yeah, I started my business in November. Wow, dude. That's amazing. I was, uh, we were driving back. We had a crazy moment. We were driving back to Ohio. From California? Yeah, we're driving back. We went on this big road trip, right? And we came out and we were just living in the, she was pregnant. We're living in Santa Barbara. It's like the, a fairy tale land. 
And then as we drive back, it started to sink in like, we have nowhere to live. <laughs> I have no business. <laughs> what the fuck? And there was just all this tension, and me and Mackenzie made a deal. We're not going to talk about money the whole drive home. <laughs> we're just going to enjoy the camping. But our very first night, we're in Arizona and out under the stars. It's fucking, you know, out of a movie, right? And it's like midnight, man. And I just felt so much static and so much resistance. I could feel it radiating off Mackenzie from my own heart. It's all this static. So it's like in the middle of the night, I climb up this little mountain, this little rock formation. I'm just crying, meditating, praying. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm like, Jesus. I mean, <laughs> Jesus, whoever. Ram Dass, help me the fuck out. God, help me out here. Like, what the fuck? And I, I was, and I basically said, I, I surrender. Like, what am I supposed to do? And, dude, the the download I got, you know how, like, when Noah tells him, like, uh, God, you know, Noah says, like, God told me to build the ark. Yeah. God told me to keep making videos. I swear to God, that's what, that's the download I got. And I'm all, I'm filled up. Just for that little thing, I'm filled up. And I run back in the tent. I'm like, Mackenzie, God told me to keep making videos. She's like, okay, just do what God said. <laughs> you know, she's like, okay, I don't know what that looks like. But so I, I'm, um, I ended up getting, you know, Futuristic and Mike were my first two clients. Amazing. I was just making dude. videos and sending them to them. Fucking amazing. To get, like you said, it just gets too painful. It gets too fucking real. The truth of your situation, you just look at it. Yeah. Yeah. Gets very real. It's too real. I know you had that. We kind of talked about it on the last pod. You know, you've had those moments. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> What's the best place to start, you think, for people in that? It's like, man, I'm doing all this stuff that's out of alignment with me. But I have all these energetic commitments. I'm in this job. I'm in this relationship. It's not in alignment with me. What do I do? Hmm. We good? Yeah, I'm just stoned and want to make sure everything's real. <laughs> <laughs> PTSD. I think the best thing that any of us can ever do when we're feeling overwhelmed and tied to a million things that are out of our control is literally do nothing. Get quiet. Mm. Get still, do nothing. Meditate, take a trip, put your phone down, do nothing for an extended period of time. You got to turn it all down to zero. Eb, I can't. I've got a job. I've got to put money on, I've got to put food on the table. I need to earn money. I know, we all do, man. We all absolutely do. No one I know is free of that. You have to have faith. You have to trust. If this isn't working for you, you are the creator of your life. Mm. Take accountability for where your life is because everything that you're experiencing in your life, everything you are in your life is the result of the decisions you have made. Mm -hmm. No one has put you there. At times we can find ourselves walking around this prison cell desperate for the key and it's just in our own pocket. 
the key to our own prison cell that lets us out. There isn't even a lock on the fucking thing. Yeah. You just walk out yeah. the door. Yeah. But it's on you. That's mm-hmm. super scary. Like today we were talking about it. With the with these people. Beautiful people who are just open and willing to share and they're feeling this thing. This isn't where I want to be. This isn't what I want to do. But it feels terrifying to take that leap into the unknown. Yeah. It's terrifying. Your mind is terrified of the unknown. Your mind is terrified of the abyss. But you know what? That's where your heart lives in Mm. the unknown. And your heart is calling you. Your heart is saying to you, hey, this isn't right. This doesn't feel good. This is not serving us. This is not fulfilling us. There's something else. This makes me feel bad. All of these are valid reasons for you to stop doing what you're doing Mm -hmm. and start following that intuitive sense of where you're supposed to be. You might not even know what that is right now. Mm -hmm. All the people who have been the massive successes in the history of humanity, they literally were simply open to the universe's downloads mm-hmm. for whatever they had. There mm-hmm. wasn't anything special about them. Yep. Well, they executed on the downloads. I guess that's the special part. That was the piece that we talked about today. Because yeah. you receive these downloads and these insights all the time. Driving around, watching TV, uh-huh. hanging out with your family. Spontaneously, something arises, some idea of what you want to be doing. What would make you feel really great right now, right here? Do it. Don't turn away from it next time. You're sitting at your job, sitting in front of the computer at your cubicle and your total misery and you have some spontaneous idea to just get up and leave. Go. Yeah. Go. (laughs) Is it totally scary and terrifying to think about not having income for a moment yeah Mm -hmm. but if that's the only thing keeping you handcuffed in the misery dude go yeah just make the change you can always start doing it yeah trust have faith yeah god will provide yeah the way i see it is like when you start acting in integrity with your true alignment, the universe is pulling strings behind the scenes. Absolutely. There like, I'm fucking happening. sleeping. Yeah. And <laughs> the universe is making shit happen, bringing people into my sphere, showing a certain person my video on TikTok that's going to, like, make them... Re- you know what I mean? All these things. You have no idea. You can't you even know? imagine what's in store for you when you let go. Mm-hmm. You can't even imagine how miraculous it is. Now, I was telling this story earlier, but beginning of this year my my wife and i decided to separate and go ahead and move forward with a divorce and in march so we decided that around january march april i found myself completely fucking burned out i'm doing the podcast i'm doing coaching i just published my book i'm running around doing the book tour doing getting on podcasts and doing interviews i literally couldn't open up my laptop hmm. i hate
hated everything I was doing. Like, I was just had no energy for anything. I couldn't pick up the phone. No more phone calls. I had to just turn it all down to zero. And that was not what I wanted to do. Right. I just kept getting body slammed by the universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll take that call. Yeah, I'll do that podcast. Yeah, I'll keep mine going. Yeah, I'll do this coaching gig, whatever it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Meanwhile, running myself into the ground. I'm on my way to things just bursting into tears. Because I have no energy left. And for the first time ever in my life, I literally begrudgingly turned everything down to zero. Stopped doing my podcast. I canceled everything for about a month, which still wasn't enough. But I was like, my ego's like, okay, we'll take a month. Mm. Got through the month, tried to start doing stuff again, just get body slammed. You know, I'd get sick or run down or totally exhausted or whatever it might be. Okay, I guess I'm not done doing nothing. Mm-hmm. So I kept just doing nothing. I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to turn it all down to zero. Oh, I got to keep going down to zero. I haven't done enough nothing yet. Okay. Even this past week, I'm moving into a new apartment. I've got podcasts and coaching calls and all this stuff scheduled. And I'd get to the day and it'd be the podcast day or the coaching call. And I just have to say, can't do it. <laughs> can't do it. Uh-huh. There's too much weight on me. It's too much. Send the text, send the email, make the call. Hey, I got to reschedule this. Yeah. Okay. I do that full of shame because my ego's going, Eb, we've had our rest. Mm. It's time to fucking go again. Yeah. And the universe says, no, it's not. And I turn it all down to zero. New opportunities just arise. Yeah. Eb, I just got off the phone with this producer. They really love the idea of having you star in a TV show. You know? The Evan Show. (laughs) The Evan Flow Show. Eb, I run this streaming service that's on Apple TV. We want to start producing your podcast. And getting, we'll take over the production costs. We'll just pay you as talent and producer to host the show. You do whatever you want. We want to just put it out there and help you distribute it. What? I couldn't have made that happen if I tried. Yep. But the universe just pulling these strings. Yeah. I have a question for you. about One more thing. Okay, yeah, do it. But part of that process is feeling the chaos inside mm. that's from the the head, the bad old programming, going, Ed, we're fucked, man. We're fucked. We don't get something out right now. We're going to be on the street. We're going to be fucking homeless. We're a failure. We're fucked. Seeing that, hearing that, feeling that, and not doing the thing that I used to do. Jump back into the chaos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll take that phone call for the psychedelic treatment center that's never going to happen, but it's in so-and-so, and and you've got a deck, and yeah, for sure, you want me involved? Maybe that'll make me some money. No, we're not doing that anymore. Uh I'm not taking that phone call. Fuck yeah. I don't have time for that. 
I'm going to go meditate instead. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to a fucking yoga class. I'm going to go take a walk. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to the beach. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go spend time with people I love. Mm-hmm. I'm going to fill myself up. Let the universe do its thing. Uh-huh. You know? So I'm in this right now. Where I'm to the point where a lot of the commitments I have, I'm like, I can't do it. Like, I literally can't do it. And I guess as much as I am. Now, listen, I will say, like we were talking about earlier, I've, I've let go of some things and some big things have come into my life. And that's all great. I guess I want to know how you navigate through. Because where, where I'm getting tripped up is like where I do have like commitments. For example, like I have two more weeks left of working with somebody. And I'm just like, I can't make another fucking video for you. Mm. Like, where does it, where does it draw a line for you of like disrespect almost to the other person? You know what I mean? Cause I think my, the way I'm feeling, I'm like, dude, we live in a world that no human has ever had to deal with having this thing in our pocket. That's pulling on our attention at all times. I have the fucking right to not answer that phone. And to not do that, that's how I feel. Definitely. But then on one level, it's like, you made a commitment to somebody and told them you'd be able to do this. You know? I mean, I try to do it right. You know, I try to do it right. I, like, send them their money back, whatever I owe them or whatever. Um, But, you know, I think some of the feedback I'm getting, people, I mean, are, like, really disappointed. They're like, wow, you really, I'm shocked that you would do this, you know? Mm. And it's like, I can't, I can't. I would say you're the only one who has the answer to that, dude. Yeah. And you, it's once again a matter of being in integrity with yourself. I'll give you an example. I have a coaching client. Love this guy. He's been a ride or die for a long time. And he's an individual coaching client. And I have had to reschedule our session about four times. Mm -hmm. And this last time was this past week. We were supposed to have a a session on Friday afternoon. I just didn't have the capacity to do it. Mm -hmm. I couldn't show up for it. Exactly. I couldn't show up and be what I need to be for this guy to get something out of this session. Right. And I'm filled with shame and guilt that I'm going to have. I know... I have to text this guy and ask him to reschedule again. For the fourth? For the fourth time. time. And I have a thing about not apologizing. Mm. I don't say I'm sorry. Mm. Because linguistically, when you apologize, it creates a whole psychological environment of pity, of shame... And that you're in the wrong. Of weakness, of being in the wrong. Now, this, on the other hand, to me, felt like a very legitimate time to apologize. To make a a four, to make a, a, and a four amends. And I said to him, hey, brother. I hope you've had a great week. 
this week has been a whirlwind for me. I'm moving into a new apartment. I'm totally wiped out energetically, emotionally. I apologize to do this again, but I need to push our session to next week. Thank you so much for your patience. He hit me up. He's like, Eb, no problem. That was Monday or Tuesday at this time. You know. Now, this is a guy that I love and I want to keep working with. So right. it's a little different than your situation. Right. Where you've made this contractual agreement with someone and you made this commitment. Yeah. To provide them with X amount of content, videos, right. etc., And you're feeling like it's just totally not in alignment anymore. Mm-hmm. And you're feeling conflicted. Because you feel as though you need to honor this commitment, but you're also feeling as though you need to honor yourself. Mm-hmm. It's Gandhi like I can't show said, up. Gandhi said, you cannot hold me to promises I made yesterday. <laughs> I mean, that's real shit, though. It that's is. That's real shit. It is. So then it goes to what are these illusionary contractual yeah. agreements yeah. that we create for ourselves in this world. Mm-hmm. That's why I really have a difficult time with agents, managers, lawyers, legal shit who live in that black and white realm. Because yeah. to me in my life, there is no black and white are just two ends of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. There's a whole fucking rainbow mm-hmm. Of shades between those two ends where I live (laughs) because I wake up one day now it's a great question it is a fucking great question where does honoring yourself and being flaky or being someone who can't honor commitments right start to fucking butt heads yeah I was having this conversation a few like two weeks ago. And this comes back to your own perspective. I had made plans with a friend to go and have a barbecue one Sunday afternoon. I was excited about it. Haven't seen these guys in a while. I was excited about it. He's got a new sauna. We're going to barbecue, sauna, hang out. nice. Yeah. It's going to be great. Topanga Canyon. Great Sunday, right? I wake up Sunday morning. I would rather do anything else. I need to just be free that day. Yeah. I need to be loose. I can't do it. I was filled with shame. I was filled with guilt. Fuck. How do I honor this and honor myself? Am I a flake? Mm-hmm. And I was using all of this language about myself. Talking it through with my dear friend saying, where does the line get drawn between me being a fucking flake and me just honoring where I'm at? Mm-hmm. And feeling like I need some rest. Yep. And it came back to my own perception of myself. Do I feel like I'm a flake or Mm -hmm. do I feel like I'm honoring myself? Right. 
Only you have that answer. Yeah. If they think you're a fucking <clears throat> flake, that's their deal. Right. Nine times out of ten, they're going to go, man, I hope you feel better. Yeah. I sent the text to the guys. Said, hey, guys, I'm just fucking beat. I'm wiped out. That's how I felt. I mean, I've got a lot going on. Yeah. For me as a man and the paradigm that I've lived in for 30 years, mm. playing pro football, all of it, my childhood conditioning, all of this shit, life and alcoholism, all of it, it created this way of being where honoring myself is totally out of the question. My life in football, from the time I was 13 until I was 28, 15 years in football, from high school through the NFL, when I go somewhere, it doesn't matter how the fuck I feel, mm -hmm. I'm getting on the field, putting the pads on, and going to grind, to smash fucking heads, crack skulls, mm -hmm. body slam people, you know? Mm -hmm. Whether I like it or not, I'm doing it. I don't have a choice. And now I'm in this this life, this new life where I go places and I get to have the experience of, oh, this isn't actually for me. I don't like this. And when I have that feeling, I get to leave. Mm -hmm. I get to leave. Yep. I get to take care of myself. And so for me to be in this place, I'm, I'm going through, I'm transitioning out of a a really long-term relationship that was a big part of my life for a long time. Me and my ex-wife, we shared a lot of time together. I've got so much love and respect and compassion for her. I'm so grateful for her in my life. She's a beautiful mother. She's a super inspiring woman. She's done incredible work. Like, why wouldn't that take a toll on me mm -hmm. emotionally, energetically? Yeah spiritually yeah it's deep i'm li i've been living back at my childhood home with my mother for the last eight months <laughs> you know <laughs> what a fucking trip with dude. my brother and like Holy her shit. boyfriend and i'm like i don't have my own space i'm living in the bedroom next to my the bedroom i grew up in because my bedroom was turned into an office <sighs> i don't have my own bathroom And my good friend said to me, Eb, you're constantly surrounded by people. Maybe you need time to just be alone and take care of yourself mm -hmm. and rest. What's wrong with that? You know, like, why is that such a thing? For me, it's revolutionary. Right. Oh, I get to take care of myself. Oh, I can actually just rest today. I can actually just do what I want to do today. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's crazy to think you've never had that. I've never had that. Never. I've never had that. Wow. Huh. And so doing that dance of, well, and like this today, dude, I don't know. It seemed really easy. It seemed really easy. Yeah. You hit was. me up last week or 
Wednesday. Yeah, it was a few days ago. He said, Eb, I want to do a little get-together in Venice. Are you down to co-host it? I said, yeah. <laughs> and then this morning, I, I thought, I'm stoked to go. I think it'll be fun. It feels easy. It feels clear. It feels simple. Yeah. Feels like where I'm supposed to be today. Yeah, it's in a And line. it totally was. Yeah. You know? It's awesome. I know. I feel the same way. Because I was totally thinking this week, Saturday morning, I might wake up and be like, Jared, I can't come. <laughs> you know? Uh-huh. Dude, I'm just, I can't. I yeah. need a day off. But I didn't. I just came. It was fine. I honored the commitment. I honored myself. Mm-hmm. And here we and are I like think, six hours later. Yeah, I think <laughs> it's it's so nuanced, man. Yeah. You know, first of all, I think it's important to recognize that all the commitments, because even that you're you're experiencing what the average Joe is experiencing, working at their nine to five job, going, guys, how am I supposed to follow my heart? I need to pay the bills. Mm -hmm. It's just a different realm. It's yeah. just a different dimension. Yeah. yeah. But it's the same choice essentially yeah it's the same choice yeah isn't it honoring interesting? yourself yeah or, yeah honor yourself or abandon yourself to honor the commitment yeah that you made yesterday mm -hmm. or 10 years ago or yep. fucking 20 years ago or back before you even knew you were making a commitment yeah and then we find ourselves going well it's their fault and I need money and it's that and I got to eat and I got kids and blah, blah, blah. And dude, don't ever use your kids as an excuse. No. Don't ever use your children as an excuse for why you're doing something. Yeah. They deserve more than that. Exactly. That's the weakest shit ever is when guys are on the Don't ever like, fucking use your children as an excuse for why you have to do something. Your children need to see you shine like the fucking star that you were born mm. to be. Because then they grow up with the belief that they can do that. Exactly. When they see you living in misery, they grow up thinking, yeah, we live in misery. Yep. Cool. That's life. Okay. So I'm going to create that life for myself. I'm going to be a fucking miserable person too. That's just life. Yeah, that's just how, how life it. is. You're just no. miserable. Yeah, it's hard. Everybody's on antidepressants. Yeah. No, man. Live in your greatness, dude. Yeah. Live in your fucking greatness. It's not greatness if it's mediocre. If you're in misery and you feel half-assed, like you're going through your life half-assing it all, you're not living in your greatness. Living in your greatness means you're living with fucking courage. You're living in the unknown. Mm -hmm. You're living in faith. Faith in yourself. Faith in God. I'm not talking about Santa Claus up in the sky. We're just going to, oh, the sky's going to open up and bring you all your answers, your, be your savior, do the stuff. No, you're co-creating your life with God. You are God, and there's God all around you. And you get the downloads of what exactly you're supposed to be doing. But if you're not willing to then actualize it, take that dream and take a step, speak a word, take an action whatever it might be to 
materialize that thought, insight, idea, then it'll always just be a dream. It'll always just be a fantasy. Mm -hmm. But you have the power to create that right now. Mm -hmm. But it's on you. You have to do that. You got a lot going on in there, dude. What's going on? <laughs> so this is good. All right. So I've started to do. How do you feel about that? About what? What I just said. I 100% agree with you. But here's here's the thing. Here's what I want to bring value to the people listening is that you and I talking about this shit. Because this I started doing business consultations for people who want to start a business on their phone. You know, Ooh, I'm not saying that. I'm going to make teach you how to make millions of dollars. I'm saying I can help you get yeah. your first few clients yeah. and get rolling. Totally, dude. That's genius. Yeah. And it, it's it's super fulfilling, super fruitful for me because I enjoy it. But I'm trying to relate. I've always had this thing in me that just didn't give a fuck and that would ju and that knew I was powerful always. I mean, dude, I just always felt like this and I never cared what anybody else thought. And, you know, I never lived in a world with boxes. I was like, I can do it all. Like I was living in this little town in Ohio. Like I'm going to be a fucking rock star. I didn't know th what that would look like. Uh -huh. You know, I'm seeing it's unfolding way differently than I thought. Yeah. Uh -huh. But I was like, I'm going to be a fucking. And everybody's like, no, you're going to get a job at the fucking factory. <laughs> and you're going to shut the fuck up. <laughs> and I said, fuck that. From day one, yeah. always from day one. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> and fuck you. Um. But so these people are telling me and I'm tr and I'm trying to teach that I'm like, it, I don't know if it can be taught, but you are very good with breaking things down. So I think this could bring a lot of value to people listening. Like, what the fuck do you actually do if you don't feel that way? How I just explained. But you're miserable in the shit. If you don't have the if you don't feel if fucking you don't unstoppable fucked, yeah. and that you feel and that you don't care what anybody thinks, because a lot of people, they can't actually say that they're actually really worried about what their mom thinks. They're really concerned. You know what I mean? And I genuinely am not and never have been. So I'm trying. How do you how do you, how do you help somebody in that? position i'm putting it all on your shoulders now to come up with a really clever answer <laughs> you did a you did a great meme recently that was so good it was a woman riding a horse naked and it was something like no one has it figured no out no one has it figured out go do weird shit go do weird shit I had that realization a long time ago. Like you, from the time I was a little boy, I was just, it was to the stratosphere. Yes. Intergalactic, the possibilities. Yep. It was only after having my ass completely kicked, getting the shit kicked out of me by life, that I started to potentially believe otherwise for a moment in my life. Mm-hmm. I've had moments. Right. Yeah. We all have to, though. Yeah. Because initially, your confidence is an ego trip. Mm. It's not rooted in anything real. Right. And right. then you get your ass kicked. Yes. And nearly have the light stomped out of you. Uh-huh. And are forced to anchor down into the truth of who you are, into your integrity. Mm. 
And then you start to build a new build a new foundation of confidence that's built on a fucking rock bed, an unshakable rock bed. Mm-hmm. It's really important if you are scared, if you are really concerned about what people are thinking. Start throwing yourself into the fire, dude. That's my Start doing too. things that make you feel really uncomfortable. Go do workshops. Go do a fucking cooking class. Go do karaoke at the bar. Go start doing shit that makes you fucking cringe. Go start doing it. And you realize nobody gives a fuck, dude. Nobody's looking at you like... Fuck this idiot. What a fucking tool. I mean, right. they may they might be thinking that, but what that's really anchored in is, man, I wish I had the balls to do that. Yeah. This person's just blaring jams going down Abbott Kinney. That's because no one has it figured out, dude. <laughs> no one has it fucking figured out. No one knows the right way. We were talking about this earlier, too. In our culture... We get super seduced into thinking that people who are a success, celebrities, people on Instagram, whoever it is, whatever it is, they know the way. Mm -hmm. They know how to do it. How did they figure it out? I got to be like them. I got to do what they're doing. First of all, nine times out of ten, ten times out of ten, they have no fucking clue what they're doing. They've tapped into something that they love to do and they're really good at, and they just started doing it a lot. Yep. That's it. Making music. I don't know. Whatever the fuck I do. Talk. Yeah. <laughs> teaching yoga. Yeah. Meditating, breathing. I'd say you're a personal brand. <laughs> I guess so. Making movies, acting, writing storytelling whatever it is like people tap into what they love doing and then they just start doing it a lot yeah and they start mastering it they start working at that shit every single day but also behind the scenes they don't they still don't have it any more figured out than you do but what do they do they're willing to do the uncomfortable things over yeah. and over again. Yes. To jump. To jump into in. the unknown. Jump into the unknown. That's the bro. fucking recipe. You gotta jump into the unknown. You're afraid of what your mom's gonna think. I challenge you to do something that your mom is gonna think you're fucking insane for doing. I've been doing it my whole life. Do it. It'll be all right. Go and do that thing. That thing that you want to do that you think your mom is going to think you're a fucking whack job for, she's going to disown you for, go and do it. Go do that thing. And then you'll realize, because you'll inevitably have a conversation with your mom or whoever it is, and they'll say, man, that was so cool. That was amazing what you did. Like rescheduling with my client and i'm thinking he's gonna be like eh fuck you give me my money back uh-huh. you're a fucking asshole what a flake and he goes bro no problem at all can't wait to talk to you how's monday or tuesday you know yeah and all of that fear is just obliterated yeah 
It's usually how it goes. 99% of the time, that's how it goes. Yeah. That's been my experience. Yeah. You think you're going to be the massive disappointment. That's all in your head, dude. Yeah. It's all in your head. Just take the leap. Do the thing. Got to do it. If you don't, you'll spend your whole life resenting yourself, Mm -hmm. regretting, not just taking that leap. And you'll be up all night going, why am I miserable? Man, I should have done that thing. Should have done that. It's never too late. Do it. Do that shit. That's all I have to say. I mean, it's simple. We want to make it really complicated. Do it. Just do it. Nike, the greatest fucking marketing campaign of all time. Just do it. I think this is why you and I resonate in the way we do is because (laughs) I don't have like tangible information per se for the for my audience. You know what I mean? My whole ethos is just do it just because I'm just out here doing shit. I'm out here saying, why don't I start a clothing company? Why don't I do this? Why don't I hit up this person and go do a podcast at their house out in, while I'm in California? You know, these crazy things. I'm just out here like, hey, you can do it. You and I don't do have – listen, everybody thinks – everybody thinks, okay, I'll start my channel once I have my degree. Right. Once I have my certifications. Right. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> then I'll start and I'll be a coach and it's going to be great. And now we have thousands upon thousands of spiritual, holistic life coaches that have 87 followers and they're putting out bullshit. (laughs) This (laughs) man. Just do it, man. You, you want to know something? I have a, I have, I, I'm trying to see what this is within myself. I have such a gripe with these online fucking coaches, because most of them are full of shit, and there's so many of them, and they're like little minions, and they all spiritual life coach, and their profiles all look the same. <sighs> shit drives me. You're really nuts. upset. Yeah. Why do you think I'm so upset about that? What do you think that is? Because you recognize that everything you need is right here within Uh, yourself. Yeah. And you see people making a business out of something that's really a manipulation. Yeah, definitely. It's a manipulation of Uh reality. I have a really hard time. I mean, I've fallen into being a coach. I don't. Right. I, I, I have a difficult time, and perhaps it hurts me from a business standpoint, but I have a difficult time presenting myself as some sort of coach. Mm-hmm. I like to do events. I was saying this earlier. I was talking about somebody else's who was doing an event, and their whole thing is, we want to help people. And I thought to myself, Man, when I do events, it has nothing to do with wanting to fucking help people. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to help people, dude. When I do an event, I'm creating a space and offering techniques, practices, ideas that people can take 
to tune into themselves. Mm-hmm. Exactly. To do the work themselves. Mm-hmm. Maybe they've already been introduced to them. Maybe they haven't. Maybe it's totally new. Maybe they're coming in and they're just looking to be around like-minded people. I like doing events because you get to create this space where the tribe comes together to mm-hmm. do things together, which is empowering and inspiring and uplifting. We're not, I'm not here. I'm not fucking here to help anybody, dude. Mm-hmm. You've got the answer. Exactly. You've got the answer, dude. I don't know anything more than you know. Yeah. I've had a lot of experience. Mm-hmm. Been in a lot of pain. Mentally, emotionally, physically. And I've learned some things, some practices that have helped me come back into alignment, come back into contact with myself, with my truth. Outside of that, dude, I don't pity anybody. Because mm. when you're thinking about that, I'm here to help. I want to help everybody. Yeah. You're pitying people. Dude, this is great because I never resonated with that. And I was always like, what is it about? Because I thought, because like everybody's like, oh, my, like, I want to help. Like all these social media people. And I don't feel that way. No. I don't feel that way. And I was, I always wondered, I was like, am I a selfish asshole? Because I don't want to help the whole, I don't want to help everybody. I'm sharing my experience, my life, the insights that I gain, get, receive. I'm sharing all of that because I know there are people out there who are feeling and experiencing the exact same things, Mm -hmm. who are in pain, who are suffering, who feel like they're completely alone. So when they hear the words coming out of my mouth of something that they've already felt and experienced, it gives them relief. Yes. And it provides them with some context. Oh, I'm not the only one going through this. And that's so valuable. That's it, man. That's it. That's all we can really do, you know? Uh Uh-huh. We're all just walking each other home, as good old RD would say. That's right, man. We're walking each other home. Some of us are a little further down the path than others. Mm -hmm. I can't put you on my back, dude. Right. And walk with you. I can't. It won't help you at all, and it'll destroy me. Right. If I try to put you on my fucking back and carry you there, mm-hmm. it doesn't work. Have you dealt with that? Like, I, I deal with that, I'd say, you know, with like people like with when you have a platform or when you have connections or when you have a thing, you know, certain people, it's like they, they come in. It's like they want to like fall into your arms and they're like, take care of me. I've um, had that happen a couple of times interesting it's an interesting question maybe there are but i haven't received it that way maybe there are and i have not received it that way Mm. i get a lot of messages from men in particular who say ev thank you so much for sharing your message it's it's been a tremendous influence. Sometimes they even say it's helped me so much get context on my life and mm-hmm. what I've been through and what I'm going through. And yep. um, occasionally I get people who are asking for answers which I think maybe is that trying to like leap into your arms 
idea? And I'll usually say, dude, you have the answer. Just keep doing what you're doing. You're doing it already. Yeah. Just keep going. Yep. You're going to do it. You're going to find your way. I don't know what's right for you. Right. I don't. I just don't know what's right for you. You're the only one who knows what's right for you. We can lean on each other and gain advice and get another perspective on our situation and that can be helpful but you already know the answer nine times out of ten yeah you're just looking to hear from somebody else yeah usually the answer is maybe too painful or you don't want to do it or it's too hard or you don't even trust yourself enough to believe it so you want to hear someone else tell you yeah and that that takes some time that's a process and maybe after the thousandth time you've gone to the person who you really trust your mentor a parent a trusted family member friend whoever and they tell you the same thing that you've been feeling and you start to go oh maybe i do maybe i do have a fucking answer here you know Uh uh-huh but you have the answer you always have you know what to do do that that's it (laughs) that's it brother should end it on that we could end it right there that's it love you dude i love you too man i'm happy we did this me too yeah i think it's just i think people are really tuning into that man i see a lot of it how do we bring mindfulness more intentional living into this world the matrix dude that's what we're doing that's what we're doing that is that is why people are gravitating towards our stuff right now yeah is because we're bringing more intention and more exactly that's exactly it you know i when i first went down this path i wanted to just exit the world of course i'm gonna go off and live (laughs) in the jungle i don't want anything to do with this shit But that's running away. Yeah. You can do that. That's an option. You can go. But for me. I said I said the same thing. In the world, not of it, as our buddy Christ would say. You know, in the world, but not of it. Yeah. Jesus was saying this shit a long time ago. Yeah. You come in because like we're walking around Venice. We're walking around today in Venice in a whole other reality. Totally. Like you were saying, you you were like two people can look at the exact same thing and perceive it totally different. Completely differently. Two people who hold completely different beliefs can look at the exact same piece of information and validate their own beliefs through the same piece of information. Mm-hmm. Even if it's totally contrary to everything they know and perceived to be true Mm. can walk away from reading the same thing going yeah i'm right Mm -hmm. so then who's right what does that even mean to be right doesn't matter who cares yeah it really doesn't matter at all we're all right let's finish with this what's right for you i'm reading this incredible book yamas and the niyamas the yamas and the niyamas these are ancient yogic principles And 
in this chapter that I'm currently reading, there's this old Zen parable about the Zen master and his student. And the student's looking at this pond and the Zen master's there with him. And the Zen master says to the student, how many fish are in that pond? The student looks, counts, goes, there's 12 fish, master. Zen master goes, how many ponds are there? The student looks, it's like confused. Looks back to the Zen master, he goes, there's one pond. Zen master goes, no, there's 12 ponds. Mm. So in that example, every single person has a completely, is living, is literally living in a completely different reality. Mm-hmm. We can both drive down Abbott Kinney at the same moment in the same car and have two completely different experiences. Mm-hmm. Maybe I have to take a piss and you're really hungry. Mm-hmm. I'm only seeing the pl- the places that potentially have a bathroom. Mm. You're seeing all the places where you could potentially get a sandwich. Uh-huh. You miss, we both miss everything else. Uh-huh. We see two different streets. And that's in everything, dude. Everything. Everywhere you go, every moment of your life, everyone is living in a completely different reality. So then what can you do? Just get clean and clear, man. Because you have a super unique perspective on the world. Just get super clean and clear about what that is, who you are, what you're supposed to be doing, what you want to be doing, basically. What do you want to be doing? That's like a taboo question. Yeah. What do you want? Mm-hmm. What do you want? Ask yourself, what do I want? You don't know what you want? What do I want? You know. Sometimes maybe you don't, and maybe you only don't know because you've never allowed yourself to think about it. Right. Good question. What do you want? That's the question to ask yourself. And then we ended there because guess what? You have the answer. <laughs> That's right, dude. <laughs> to what you want. What do you want? You know, what the fuck are we going to say? Yeah. I don't know what you want. Yeah. That's on you, dog. And then you got to execute. Yeah. Yeah, make that a reality. Yeah. Okay, what do I want? I want this. How do I do that? How do I get that? How do I go about creating that in my life? Because it's already there. It's already in existence. You're already in space and time with that desire. It's already there. It's just about bringing it into your reality. Mm. You can do it. You can do it. Man. Dope, bro. Love you, dude. Love you, bro. We always have the best fucking pods. Another um, epic one. This was round four, which is crazy to think about. I think I've had you on my podcast more than anybody. Love that, dude. I love doing it. It's always a good time. Yeah, you're, you're, I think you're a fan favorite. I think it's safe to say. Good, good. I love <laughs> it. Um, Man, I really appreciate everybody listening. I really appreciate all the support you guys show to me. This event today was super awesome. This is my very first event. 
I didn't know how it was going to go. All I knew was that I didn't have to plan. I didn't have, you know, I had an idea in my head. Yeah. By the way, it went nothing like that. Um, but everybody had a great time. Everybody got exactly what they needed. Like you said, we just set the space for people to come connect with themselves, connect with other like-minded people. And it was beautiful. I'm Perfect. so grateful. Um, thank you, everybody, for the support. And uh, we will definitely see you at the next event. If we didn't see you today. For sure. Grab an I'm Feeling Mushroomy t-shirt. Link in the description. Malama Mushrooms. You're going to be seeing a lot more of them. Um, I'm going all in with them because I really fucking believe in it with all my heart and soul. Love that, dude. So we're going to fucking build this shit. Build it, baby. And you'll be seeing more of Evan. He's crushing it. He just had an Instagram reel get over a million views. That's wild. And he gained 30K followers in like a week. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty wild. Real shit. As you would say, we're off to another fucking galaxy, brother. I love those texts when you send me that stuff, dude. That shit gets me so hyped up. I'm like in the car. I'm like, let's go. Yeah, bro. You send me all these rocket emojis and I'm like, to the moon we go. And you go, we're going to a whole another fucking galaxy, bro. It's true, dude. It's facts. Yeah. It's facts. Yeah, bro. All right, everybody. Um, Love y'all. Yeah, we'll see you in the next episode. We'll talk soon. Peace, <laughs> Peace out.